0: hello everybody. Happy Sunday and happy Mother's Day. A little bit of an earlier released episode today as, uh, well, I have plans to (laughs) celebrate my mom for Mother's Day. As some of you may know, my mom is, uh, she's been a single mom for most of her life and she's just uh, one of the hardest working people I've ever known. And she still (laughs) is like a phone call away when I'm feeling really, really down about or I am in my career or maybe I had a hard day at work and I just don't want to work in the service industry anymore. She's one that can really just sit me down and say, hey, this is, you know, you're you're, you're in this, you're in the industry, you, you found work, you're meant to struggle, but the struggle is going to give you more character and really shape who you are. She's given me so many, you know, chats about that and uh, give me a lot of really awesome pieces of advice to essentially work my way through this very unstable career that I have chosen, or maybe has chosen me. So I do want to say, first and foremost, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, especially those in the arts industry. We appreciate everything you do, and uh, we do thank you for uh, helping to support us in this very crazy career that we have chosen. And speaking of support, I just wanted to thank everybody else for listening to this podcast and helping just, uh, you know, give some five-star reviews so we get more viewers and more listeners, but also thanking you for uh, for tuning in because this channel, this podcast, it is growing. It is reshaping to the point where I'm thinking about taking most of June off just to get some things organized. We have some sort of seasonal ideas that we're shooting for, and I have some live stream plans that uh, I won't go into detail with right now, but it's going to be a lot of fun, and I have a lot of people who are really interested and excited to do it. I just want to see... How far we can take this thing, because at the end of the day, it's all about connecting with other arts workers, hearing their stories, and just uh, essentially spiritually networking, if that's ever a thing. So uh, now that that's done, let's get into this week's episode, the reason why you're here. So if you are listening to this episode, you're obviously a fan of the chilling adventures of Sabrina, Orphan Black, Hypnotic. Maybe you caught this week's guest on an episode of Supernatural years ago and have since, you know, been a fan of everything she's done. Uh, This week's guest is an actor, a writer, a filmmaker. She's a spiritualist. I am sitting down this week with Lucy Guest, and she is just honestly one of the funniest people I've talked to. I think throughout this, this interview, we had more laughs just based off of how the interview was going than anything else, but she shares some amazing stories about her experiences working and especially directing a film during the pandemic, finding the sense of spiritual awakening through a workshop in Bali and also sending VHS tapes of her short films to Steven Soderbergh, uh, hoping to connect and maybe work with him someday, which I, I think she will. So. Yeah, let's uh, let's get started on this because this was a really fun episode to record. I can't wait for all of you to listen. Lucy, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for coming onto the show. And without further ado, let's sit down and chat with Lucy Guest.
1: Oh well, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Lucy and I'm an actor, writer and director
0: what which takes precedence at the at the top priority
1: right now it well the, it kind of shuffles but right now mm-hmm. it's acting i guess
0: <laughs> which I, I that's that's a great because usually it's uh oh, you know i'm working on this or i'm working on that but uh yeah as we were just talking about you were sending in a, a self tape have you just noticed a huge influx of of jobs were you kind of lingering during covid or has it been kind of steady for you
1: during covid i wrote a movie and then directed it. So that was sort of good for me. Like in in the beginning of COVID, I did nothing. Um, In the beginning of COVID, I was going through a breakup. So I was just like crying every day and watching like emotionally cutting and watching like the English patient and stuff. Oh my God. (laughs) That's how I spent the start of COVID. And then I decided to, I I pitched a sort of like a romance like a rom com type movie. Um, and then they, they, they greenlit it in during COVID, which was awesome because then it gave me something to do. So then I wrote it and then I I directed that one in Kelowna, which was awesome. It was a peak pandemic. They just had an outbreak and it was 40 degrees. They had a heat wave at the same time. And, um, it was, it was so much fun. (laughs)
0: Oh, wow. did you manage to to keep under your budget and keep on time for the shoot schedule? I
1: think the problem with that is that like a lot of the budget went to um, PPE and like COVID stuff that I don't think, yeah, I think a lot of budgets um, have had to been, have been altered after COVID just because a lot of money that you put into production design or other things now went to sort of uh, COVID stuff so yeah I think you can tell a little bit especially the, um, it was like a sort of like an acquisition style of movie of the week so it wasn't sold yet so it has a lower budget maybe than the biggest network ones so I think you could definitely feel and also we weren't allowed to have extras because or they cut a lot of characters just because there was there's a fear of like you know what I mean? It was like peak COVID. Yeah. You you had like restrictions on how many people could be on set. And uh, at one point we could all only walk in a circle. So setting up a scene took a long time because <laughs> every department could only be on set at one time. So um, it could oh, be camera was setting up and then they'd have to leave and then production design would come and they'd set up and then everyone would have to leave. And then we'd do blocking and then everyone would leave just the cast. It was, it was sort of like this strange world, but- it was definitely um, it. It was good. It was great.
0: Is this it the uh, a Vineyard Romance?
1: That's right. Okay. Yeah,
0: nice. Okay. Ooh, I got it right. <laughs> and that's been released already, right? It has. Okay. All right. That's one I still have to check out. That I, was, I,
1: and that I mean, we had one scene with extras, um, background performers, and. We they cut out all these extra characters. They're like, we can't have this many characters because of COVID. And then we had this party scene I was like, well, there's, it's gonna be weird to have a party without any background yeah. <laughs> and like empty restaurants. And then they decided we'd have like 10 background that we kind of like shuffle through and change their clothes so that <laughs> it would look like different people. Um, but yeah, uh, there was like strict rules. Like nobody could touch anybody. Nobody was allowed to drink any of the drinks. Everyone had to fake everything. Is
0: yeah. Oh my god. So it's just you're kind of going backwards as far as training goes, where no, you have yeah, to pretend exactly. to sit the line. Yeah. Everyone wow. yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Uh yeah. that that sounds like an absolute nightmare, I'm not gonna lie, especially was, coming yeah. from a directing standpoint. I mean D yeah. <laughs> Compared to you directing then and possibly directing in the future, how do you feel about your uh, your prep now moving forward? Do you feel like you've experienced all you can on a set and it feels kind of I okay? think,
1: definitely. I think the okay. COVID experience makes you, uh, yeah, it definitely helps you weather any other storms. I mean, there's. I think that's what I like about directing is that you're constantly problem solving. Every day there's a new problem that you have to, an unexpected problem. There's always fires that you that you have to, you know, all of a sudden you were going to shoot this location. And then all of a sudden the day that you arrive, something happened to it, like, or they're, they're bulldozing the the house next door and nobody told anyone or something. And you have to shift all of a sudden everything that you planned and come up with something new on the spot. And I think, I think that's probably why I like it. You're always kind of getting challenged.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a very chaotic way of of working. I'm sure it it probably helps with you know, your performances as well, to just kind of wrangle in that uh, power of the unknown, sort of you know part totally. of the industry
1: <laughs> I think if, I always say like I think if you with directing what i why I love it so much is that you start you are able to be part of the story like the beginning middle and end, so you're part yeah. of the prep you're you're you've two months or a month of sort of You know, getting breaking down the script, finding all the locations, bringing everyone together, and then you're there for the production where you're like capturing everything, and then you're there for another month of editing. So, you really have this like bookend of the whole project. It's nice to feel like you're you are a part of the whole of something. Whereas when you're an actor, you come in and you do your it's more myopic, you have this tiny little you come in and you're like you service the story, and then you kind of leave. Um, (laughs) so it's kind of nice to be able to, you know, be a part of something for. For the whole thing. Um yeah.
0: Is that something that we've talked to a few actors, but is that something you would want to pursue more? It's like having your own projects that you can perform in, or would you rather just direct in that sense?
1: Whoa, hand down. <laughs>
0: we lost an airpod. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're yeah, good. um yeah and actually that's the that's the perfect combo. Is when I'm like writing, directing, and acting, and it's like a trifecta. Is that a word? That's a word, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think okay, they turned great. it into a, a, what, order home nutrition company now.
1: Oh, really? Trifecta. Yeah. So me and the order home nutrition company, <laughs> we're on the same page.
0: Well, I will say, you know, you brought up the you go in your services story and then yeah. you leave part. The first thing I ever saw yeah. you in was uh, an episode of Supernatural, My Bloody Valentine. Which uh, is yeah. one of my my favorite shows, yeah. So that that seems like, and you have that performance of just I'm gonna service this moment. It's gonna be insane, and then I'm just gonna I'm well, spoiler alert, dead. Uh, yeah. What's your that prep was... like for yeah for co star roles? Sorry,
1: <laughs> that was a great episode, and that was an awesome. That was such a fun character to play. Uh, that prep was. I mean, I think that I tried to fill up like the emotional aspect of it just because then if she's, she actually is sincere and she, then I think uh, it would, the performance would service the story better. Um So I think I tried to, to, you know, really sort of kind of go into that character's headspace a little bit. I think she's obviously very delusional. Um, just, a <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit, a little bit obsessed with her I don't know if they're married i can't remember now i I
0: don't think so i think they went on like one date and then Uh, yes
1: so she's a little obsessive about her dates um (laughs) and uh slightly delusional um and then yeah i i think working on that show is wild because it's such a huge fan following um it was one of the first times i was recognized besides doing a like a bell commercial but uh yeah i was it was uh, it was doing that show and my character is in the beginning of that episode but it's not the hugest guest star but um i was surprised at how many people um saw it and sort of yeah yeah it
0: cool. it's it, it and it just goes to show that you made an impression right yeah, that you nice. you nailed the character and you just, you knocked it out of the park. So yeah, after seeing that and then seeing you in like the Sabrina reboot and Netflix and then Hypnotic, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, it seems like you, uh, of course there's so much in between there, but what was the the jump in your career going from co-star roles to getting these these feature roles? Was there a moment where it just flipped or was it kind of a uh, ever ascending sort of hill?
1: I think for me, it's been all like, slow build, Okay. so I, you know, um, every, in the beginning it was a lot of actor roles and um, you would, I was testing a lot for leads in series and that happened for about seven years and I then needed to take a break from everything because I felt like uh, it was always like, it was one of those things where it was just not my time or whatever, but it was always between me and this other person or where, you know, you're testing with, you know, the networks and you're on hold and then you get released. And that was like (laughs) seven years of that. And I was, I got a little discouraged in that I just needed, I don't know if it's discouraged as much as I was just burnt out from, from the the, the whole thing. Um, so I took like a year off and then when I came back um I ended up booking a lead and a pilot and then it it went for two seasons so that was really good I think I think I just needed sort of like a reset or whatever and I wanted to just live life as a human and not through constantly through acting you know that filter of like I think when you're an actor, like when you're an artist, you're constantly thinking about it all the time and everything you do, filter It's like, there's that filter that it goes through. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I just wanted to sort of take a year off and not think about acting at all. Um, And just, yeah, talk about other things. Like, I don't know, that's all I talked about forever. So I I needed to like figure out what I like besides
0: that. And um, that was a journey. Yeah.
1: Well, I went to uh, Bali, went to Bali and I became a yoga teacher, but I never taught any classes. I just had the certification.
0: (laughs) You just took the cert.
1: Yeah. I just was (laughs) like, I could teach, but I never did. After the, I got the training, I came back and I think I taught like uh, a couple private lessons just for friends. I think they were just trying to like, you know, throw me a bone or something support you (laughs) support me um but and then after after i did this what happened is i did the yoga teacher training it was so amazing and then halfway through the training i was like i really don't want to be a yoga teacher but i'm going to just keep doing this training anyways because it was it was awesome i mean i don't think you need to do become a yoga teacher and and benefit from the training it's great being in the jungle in Bali for a month with like 30 women. I didn't know it was going to be all women, but it was. And um, it was fun. I made some, we, oh, the other one fell out. Sorry.
0: She's guys, she's really intense with these AirPods.
1: I'm a hands talker and my hair just keeps brushing the thing and I have small ears. So I think do you that's really? what happened. Yeah, do you want to see? Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, they're freakishly small.
0: I wouldn't say freakishly small. Just we'll get they're... you some over-the-ear headphones.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do
0: that all the time. I can't even judge. It happened almost near the washing machine yesterday. So I, I hold no judgment whatsoever. Uh, I I do wonder, is it the fact that you took your cert in Bali did it seem like such a peak moment in your yoga certification, you know, journey? They're like, Oh, I'm in okay. Bali. But when I go back, I'll be in some sweaty studio in Culver city, you 100%, know, like a
1: hundred percent. It was like, the, I've, I've yoga peaked. So I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> I think that's what happened.
0: <laughs> but the important also, thing is that you took the journey.
1: Yeah. I took the journey and it, I, I, the journey, um, was was great because it became material for this show I wrote and I kind of just like put that experience into something afterwards it was kind of nice so
0: can you uh can you tell your listeners what show that was so I don't seem like such a, a weird fan
1: no, no 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 it yeah no it was so <laughs> I, it was called Charlie and Yoni Life After 30 and it was about these two women in Toronto that are like kind of ripped up society script of what life should look like in your 30s and they're just kind of doing it differently and one of them is a little bit of a like she's a very self-help kind of guru character and she goes on a rebirthing journey and gets rebirthed by a very handsome um, yoga master and uh, that's part of part of her journey we go into um, some weird yoga stuff which was fun that did mean? happen though in Bali. <laughs> what happened was there was this yoga guy. I don't even know if he's a yoga master, but he.
0: <laughs> Wait. Keep in mind
1: that it was all yeah okay. So there was thirty <laughs> women, and okay. we have not seen men in a long time.
0: Oh no! And
1: so you know we're in a jungle. There's snakes, and just we're we're like our chakras are open. We're downward dogging. We're getting really flexible. <laughs>
0: i really hope there's somebody and, like uh, just hearing your conversation in the room huh
1: i don't know what your podcast fans are gonna think of this conversation <laughs> this gonna is have so a much real fun. left turn i'm really sorry we're not <laughs> no, doing to do
0: with this is the best part of the podcast okay far. so
1: <laughs> so then all of us are like whoa we're feeling ready and a lot of moms were there like a lot of like single moms hadn't been away from the family in a long time their chakras are really open and then What happened is this guy came. He was wearing linen, like already this the thing, and it was like moving in the wind. And he had like a yoga body, (laughs) and none of us had the touch of a man in a long time. And he offered a rebirthing demo, and every single like he only picked one of us. I didn't get picked, but basically he (laughs) he balanced (laughs) one of like. Uh, so, like he basically balance, he takes a yoga person and man or woman, just so happen to be all women and he'll balance you on his legs and then and then he kind of births you through his legs. <laughs> I just don't know why I'm telling it, you this i I regret everything i regret the start of this i regret the middle i regret what's happening right now Actually,
0: regret nothing that is what this whole show what do actors do when they get together we share almost everything so yeah i
1: any there were tears i just want to tell you that there was there was a breeze there was yoga music playing and when she got rebirthed she had tears in her eyes oh well
0: Oh my god. And that's what did it, huh? That was the <laughs> uh
1: I, I feel like I'm making I feel bad, but she had a great experience. I thought I was getting punked. I didn't think that this is actually really happening, but she she felt rebirth. And then I was jealous that I didn't get rebirthed. Um, so that's what happened.
0: I mean that it sounds beautiful, you know.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: On like on paper. And then as you say it out loud, it's like, but you know, that that part of your brain goes, hmm, does that have Because it's like going to certain churches or something, you know, if you have right. an experience and you think it's right. bullshit and then something happens. Uh, right. I, that does sound like a beautiful moment, though. So did you end up getting your rebirthing at oh, some God, point? Oh, God, no. Or- <laughs> no, I
1: didn't. I didn't get rebirth at all. I wouldn't, I'm not against it. I just, it wasn't, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a bonus. It was a okay. bonus, uh, a guest that came uh for that one time if i was back in bali again and i ran into yoga like linen yoga pants man and he was still doing his rebirthing stuff i might consider it just because i think i like doing experiences that are weird and not weird Oh my god! Oh no, this,
0: no, we're keeping it in. Help me,
1: help me! This is <laughs> so, so
0: no. You you, you like? You let's like, get out. Abort. Abort. You, you like um? You know what some people would call obscure experiences, and yeah, they're not sure. obscure. It's just something you wouldn't expect to
1: sure want yeah. to
0: experience. No, I completely get it. Like,
1: like I saw a bunch of healers there that were like really interesting. Um, you know the book E Pray, Love. Yeah, that got made into a movie. So you ha- you can actually go to some of the same healers that were written about in the book. And I did, and they were, it was pretty wild. Like it was such a great experience. I also was like going through a breakup. And so I was like, I'm gonna take time off and I'm gonna go eat, pray, no love. Like I wasn't interested, I was still heartbroken. And then I think, you know, the teacher training and then all the like healers was exciting.
0: Yeah, it's, it's different. It, it kind of separated you from that urban society, right? So you didn't totally. have yeah. any of those hang ups. And no, I think that's incredible. I, I would kill to have experiences like that. <laughs> you know, I think the only one I've well, had is getting high for the first time in the backseat of a car in college and thinking I saw a UFO. That's about as close as I get to it. Uh, oh, wow! <laughs> yeah, that,
1: maybe you did see a yourself.
0: I, I don't know. Uh, there's a whole—I'll tell you about it. it. You know, next time you come back onto the show, okay, we'll have great. a whole conversation. But uh, you talked about thinking of life in your 30s, and I'm turning 30 in May. Uh, that's you something where. Oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I just—I I'm welcome. having that Joey moment from friends where i'm like i this isn't gonna happen like i'm not gonna turn 30 this by the time we air it, it's me first week of may i think but um like how did you uh, i'll switch it up how did creating that show help you navigate this sort of like shift in your career because everybody sees you know 20s that's the prime moment in an actor's career where it's I, i see mainly it's like 30s and 40s now you know? Which so I'm that... so
1: happy about. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when I was in my, yeah, teens and 20s and it was like your career's over after you're 25, but now it seems to really have shifted, especially for women. Yeah, And, and um, there's all these incredible female characters that are written and in their 40s and 50s now. That that wasn't, yeah, it felt like there's always this fear or like this race against the clock that you have to, you know, your career is going to be over soon. So you better hurry up and do something. But I think now that there's so many more, there's, there's a lot more um, content out there, a lot more places to see content. And I think there's a lot more uh, diversity in storytelling Mm -hmm. and that creates a lot of uh, diverse characters. And I think that's a really good time to be an actor because you have so much, you have stuff to look forward to versus the sphere of your career ending when you turn a certain age so yeah. so oh my gosh you're constantly going to, have to reel me in because i don't i don't no. know how to talk in a straight line <laughs> i refuse okay. this is beautiful okay. we gotta keep it going okay. um so uh but i do i do think that in your I uh, so there's always this thing where there is this thing as an actor where you are in a certain category, like you're in the teen category and then you're in your twenties category. And then there's like this awkward, weird time where you're not quite in your thirties to play the thirties or forties character and you're not quite in your twenties. And there's these shifts that happen sometimes. And I think sometimes um, you can feel like, Oh, I'm never going to work again. Or what happened? Like my career is so strong. And then I have this big lull and nothing's happening. Um, And I think that's just the the nature of it. I think as we kind of reinvent ourselves and as we like change categories and we also change different types of characters because you could have mastered this like nerdy teen character that you played in your early career and now all of a sudden you're kind of in your 30s and that nerdy young nerdy teen character doesn't work anymore and now you're playing dads it's almost like Uh. shifting your wheel like getting good at playing those characters now so when you walk in the room it's like it's you embody it already and i think that there there are when you have like longevity in your career you constantly have to kind of reinvent sort of uh your what you're good at or your wheelhouse, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, no, it absolutely does. And that's, that's something I've heard tidbits about from, from previous guests is, you know, the, the, the change you have in your career. Um, Don't (laughs) stop feeling self-conscious. You're doing great. (laughs) Thank you. That's so nice. Uh, It's yeah, it's just, I I thought I'd ask when you brought up the project and, you know, having seen it, it does make sense. You know, you do have a, a sudden shift, but, Given that and given how times have changed, what is your your next trajectory like for your career? What do you want for yourself compared to maybe what you wanted 10 years ago?
1: Um, well, I think uh, I've also just like started shifting into characters that, um, I guess my biggest thing is I like playing characters that have a lot more depth and um, have, interesting storylines and are part of like an interesting world. And um, so I would like to be a part of something that I like, I'm a a huge fan of the writing and and the creators and the people that are, I think the biggest thing is I wanna collaborate with people that inspire me. I think that's sort of the, where I'd like to go. And I just, um, I would also like to still write and direct I like being able being a part of a project that I'm in and also directing at the same time. That's always nice to be able to do both. Um, and I'm doing that, I actually uh, won a grant for a short. So we're shooting that in a month and a half. Oh, wow. And, um, and uh, it's also, yeah, so, and I wrote it and I'll, I'll put myself in it and, and direct it just like the kind of sh- the first short that I did a while ago, which opened up a ton of doors for me. I think that's the other thing for actors. I'd always say like when you, I think content is everything. And when you can start creating your own content, I think it gives you a little bit of sense of control over your art in a way, because I do feel like actors are the most vulnerable because you don't have control over it. You really just come and you give your performances and then everyone else sort of sort of edits it together and they decide how it's going to turn out you
0: know yeah yeah no, i know i is there somebody that you'd like to work with whether it's a a performer or maybe a director or a writer that you'd like to collaborate with in the future? Hmm.
1: That's a good question.
0: <laughs> I thought maybe you had one in the can ready to go, but I wasn't sure.
1: Oh no, I probably should. <laughs> i should have like a short list
0: (laughs) well it's i mean it's it's fair to not have it right off the bat right so you're open to that experience you never know
1: well i i I, i'm a a fan of like paul thomas anderson for sure um mm -hmm. Uh, i really loved licorice pizza i still
0: haven't seen that is it is it really good
1: i just i really like i'm just such a fan for sort of like 70s nostalgia. So I really enjoyed that in the film. And um, I guess, yeah, Um, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other people and things I'd like to specific people. When I was, when I first wanted to become a director, I was a huge fan of Steven Soderbergh. And I sent him a VHS, Is it VHS? A little like a tape. This is like I was in high school of a like movie I had made on a video camcorder. And he just so that I wanted to see if he could mentor me. And for years I wanted to work with him. Like I just really was such a fangirl of his work. Um, but uh he never got back to me. Also, (laughs) I don't know if the tape even I just like looked up his office and um I don't even know how I found the address, but I sent it in. I never, yeah. Uh, but so him for a long time, I really, really wanted to work with. Um, yeah.
0: That, I mean, if there's anybody to work with, he's like top tier, you know, <laughs> yeah. and watch what you'll work with him someday. And he will say, you know what? I have a tape of yours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you it's imagine? still in my
0: office. Uh, no, yeah. that's, that's a fantastic answer. Um, yeah. That's it's, it's also a weird thing to kind of say, Oh, I'd love to work with, such and such, you know, I can see how that's kind of a pretentious question. So I regret asking it,
1: but no, don't uh, regret it. I already, I regret everything I say. So you have, you're, no. you're <laughs> uh,
0: well, I'll, I'll, I'll move it on to, you know, we're uh, kind of in the midst of, I hope the tail end of the pandemic. So given that things are opening up, projects are, you know, back in, in green light position. Do you have anything coming up that you're uh, that you're like, sealed in, or are you just kind of auditioning for right now, sending in self-tapes? Do you have anything that's uh, coming down the pipeline outside of your uh, your short? Uh,
1: outside of that, I I have s- something that might, an, uh, another thriller that's p- uh, potentially going to happen, but we are just waiting to hear on that. Mm-hmm. And then this thriller that I was just in is about to air in a couple of weeks. That's going to be fun. I think on Lifetime. Sweet. I don't have the actual official dates yet, but, um, they said a month, a month ago, so that should be fun. Um, and, uh, other than that and the short, just, yeah, just back to writing and auditioning and things like that. Well, that
0: sounds fun. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, one of the better parts of this industry. You can just, you can bounce to different things, right. And have fun with it.
1: Well, that's exactly it. And I think when you, with the directing, what's nice is that, um, yeah for me I love switching back and forth because it's something that's with directing it's more solid it's sort of like what's also great is like one project leads to another leads to another and leads to another just because um it it is like a skill set in a way um it's it's a lot less to do with whether your essence or your look were fits the the job you know it's It's more your vision and your capabilities and your skill set. It's nice to sort of like take a break from constantly putting yourself out there on, do do you, do you have the right hair color Uh, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Nice to take a little breaks from that.
0: Yeah. It's almost cathartic. I'm also a writer as well. So my writing partner and I are trying to get a a TV show up and going and doing all this other stuff for it. So whenever you get a rejection from, a callback or something you go back to that and you go well fuck that I don't care Wait, how does this 100%. person get to hear?
1: <laughs> totally and I I mean some of the actors that I admire the most uh started by writing their own content and like um you know people forget that but like even if you think back to Matt Damon and is it Ben that Ben Affleck that they wrote yeah. that together they wrote it together that that yeah. they created that content for themselves and I think that I don't know, you forget that that launched them, their careers forward. Oh, yeah.
0: And look what, yeah, look what happened. <laughs> they, yeah. they take, what, almost 30 years to get back together and make another another film and collaborate. Which is so, awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> now having spoken to you, I love this question every episode anyway, but I want to know, do you have a party story? that you could share with us. So a party story for this podcast is something that happened, could be non-industry related. I feel like we already had it with the rebirthing, um, but I feel like there could be something else there where uh, it just, it, it sticks out to you. Something that happened, whether it was on set or in your personal life, uh, it could be a good day, could be a, a horrible day, but something that just, that stands out as I'm never going to let go of this experience.
1: Um. Okay. Well, when I was, well, this was kind of a party, but I was super young. Does it have to be, what age, what age does this story?
0: Uh, it could be any age. but No one's murdered. And it be, Okay, uh, yeah,
1: no, everyone stays alive.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> okay. Get me worried for a second.
1: No, no, no. No, no, it's not <laughs> like that. Um, when I, we had like this little high, like when I was in high, junior high or high school, um, when you like, we had this little, lake that we go to as as like a party like an after on the Mm -hmm. weekends party you know when you first start to like boys and things like that and or girls and all the things and um i like i kind of just started getting boobs but i always had like small boobs and then i bought this bikini that like had this opportunity to put like stuffing into it so i had put um extra co- they're called cookies like i put these extra padding in the and i don't know why it was a white bikini like it looks like a bra and underwear first of all which is not a good choice oh my especially God. it was very like white and pasty at the time but i put the all these the padding in the boobs i had a crush on can't remember his name like to silver or something i think his name was like I can't remember his name. Anyways, we were all walking with these boys and my boobs were looking like they were almost coming out of the bikini, which is hard to do with small, like when you have to put a lot of padding to get that (laughs) that going. And then anyways, we went to this rock, this rock part where the party was happening and everyone's like, let's jump in the water. And so my friends were like, Lucy, you go first. And my crush was there and I was like a good diver. So I wanted to show everyone how like my diving skills. So I dove into the water and then like I felt like this water rush through my bikini top. And then I like realized that the cookies were like came out and they're all floating on the top of the water. Oh my God. <laughs> And then I had to like surface, and my friends, my girlfriends thought it was so funny. They kept pointing out all my padding and like where, how I had to like swim and like for the padding and then put it back into my bra <laughs> and then come out of the water. And everyone watched that happen. But that was my party story, I guess.
0: That, that adds up. Party story. <laughs> oh my yeah. God that's <laughs> the,
1: the that happened last summer <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say that's the best part of puberty is I know how to get my confidence I'm gonna yeah. fake it <laughs> nothing yeah. can go wrong oh yeah. my god that's that's hilarious I that I almost I was very scared for a second so I thought it was going to be a uh a wedgie story you know have you ever drop jump oh, off of a cliff too big right and uh yeah um, you're you're out for count. um for a little, i, know, no, I didn't think
1: i would be talking about rebirthing and <laughs> and stuffing my bra but
0: i mean if this is what excellent. 45 minutes gets to the show we got to bring you back for like a full hour
1: okay. um, yeah, I, i'm holding back
0: <laughs> well then i'll i'll careen over to the oh, god do you have any advice you can still upon our listeners, whether they are people who work in the industry, maybe those who are trying to start out, do you have any piece of advice that could help them, you know, pursue this chaotic career that we all love?
1: Um, well, I I think having an outlet that's your own is so important mm-hmm. so that you feel like, you know, especially with acting, because you're constantly having to wait for somebody to give you the okay to then do your art. And it's so nice to be able to um, kind of like have control over that. So it's, I, I always say, like, sometimes if there's any lull or if I feel like I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll do, I'll jump back into a class just to be able to do some scene study work and you're working on a play for weeks so and then you feel like there's a party that's, able to be have an outlet and i think it feeds your soul or doing stuff that sort of like feeds you in a different way so that um with whether it's the writing like you do or another outlet that helps you sort of balance out that that kind of um your 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 need to express your yourself as an artist and not feel like somebody has to give you the permission to be able to do that if that and um i always like Yeah, it's just it's also like that with auditioning. Like I always I love auditioning because it feels like, you know, this is an opportunity to to act. Like people are, you know, you have this opportunity to put yourself in front of people that are going to watch something that you've put together. This interpretation of a character that you're showing people. It's it's also when like re rethinking for those that are afraid of auditioning or don't like the auditioning process but like kind of rethinking it as an opportunity to do what you're meant to do like do your art and sort of like have a have fun with it in that way um so that you're 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 expressing yourself as an artist and not seeing it as uh i hope this is what they're looking for or i hope this is i hope this is um gonna get me the job almost thinking of the audition as you having the job and that's that's your way of, of expressing yourself as an artist oh, that that's, that's i think helpful for the process of auditioning
0: yeah i needed to hear that <laughs> we all oh, have good. Like, odd weeks yeah yeah, uh, yeah.
1: especially nowadays because everything's on self-tape and you're doing this all in a bubble you're throwing up we're auditioning way more because it's all on self-tape. They can see a lot more actors. So a lot of times it feels like it's just you alone with your friend reading in your living room. And, you know, is anybody even watching this? Um, But it, I think that, that reframing that opportunity and looking at it as an opportunity somebody's written this already you don't have to write the words the words are already there the world is there the character's there and now you get to sort of bring your interpretation of that and it's a moment where you can express yourself i think
0: yeah that's amazing i, I love that it's um it's something that people tend to forget too when auditioning yeah so i think we uh, all i think
1: i it. could hear yeah, yeah, oh,
0: yeah. How was your self tape?
1: <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh,
0: well, yeah. that yeah, that's uh, I really appreciate you saying that. I feel like more actors definitely need to hear it, especially mm-hmm. myself. I yeah. also wanted to ask before we start wrapping up: Is there anything that I can promote on our social media along with your episode? Uh, it should be coming out well once people are listening to this, <laughs> like first week of May ish. Uh, if there is anything that you'd be uh, up for promoting
1: well the other thing is i don't have the dates for um this the thriller that i did i think they're keeping the name but it's um called disappearance in yellowstone um so there's that and uh i think that's it i think that's i think that's it
0: okay well i can definitely promote that uh hopefully by the time this episode comes out lifetime has the dates if not, yeah, I'll just send lifetime. everybody to the Lifetime channel. You know? Or
1: just you can send them to. I think I'm going to put put something about this the short on my Instagram.
0: Okay. Oh, so you do have social media then?
1: Oh, I do. I'm sorry, okay. I didn't hear that part.
0: No. Oh, no, no no no. I, was, I, I didn't say anything okay. about it. I uh, it's something oh, okay. that I always ask our our guests. You know, when I put the episode out, I have you know my personal page and my uh, the podcast page. So I'll put a story out, put a post out, and I nice. like to tag the person in it so yeah, if you're of cool you with can. being tagged okay cool no uh, problem yeah some people don't really uh, they don't want to do that oh they don't uh, want to do that
1: no you <laughs> can definitely tag me um so my instagram is just my name oh easy um yeah there's there's two of me out there and there's i have an impersonation so go go to the one that you think isn't me
0: <laughs> Ooh. it's gonna be like a, a lot of jungle photos it's the one and
1: no like they copied it pretty great it looks the same it's oh so there it's like
0: an actual replicant like a a yeah oh jesus okay i'm gonna so it's the one where they're like there's
1: yeah go with your gut but the photos will have comments underneath it that's how i think you know (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh she's a real person we got it
1: yeah she's a real person
0: (laughs) well um lucy before i do the last thing i want to say thank you again for having this chat with me this was hilarious and amazing and really appreciate you you know coming on board i hope we can have you back for an episode in the future you know when your stuff's out uh the last thing i i always like to do is uh have you ever seen wayne's world yes Okay. so Don't be concerned. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. Um, There's Uh a a thing I like to do at the end of each episode where I'll count down silently three, two, one. And when I point, you have to give us your best awkward goodbye. Uh,
1: Oh, okay. That's already, (laughs) you got that. This whole, uh, this whole interview. I'm awkward.
0: Uh, Charming. Let's, let's go with charming. It's been fun. Uh, so in that case, I'm going to give you to three, two, one countdown. And okay. then when I point, just give us your best awkward goodbye. Are you ready? Can I just
1: ask you a question? Yeah. Do I say goodbye?
0: Oh, you can say anything. Some people like to say oh. goodbye. Some oh, I get it. like to, yeah, it's is it's like, uh, another part okay. of acting class. This is
1: already <laughs> awkward. Got it. All right. Oh,
0: it's amazing. It's amazing. Great. Are
1: you ready? Yep. And, uh, Thank Kate, well, thanks for having me, and um, I, this has been fun, so I um, hope you don't cut it all out, and bye.